finding themselves on the island of the Kraley in order to learn a new form of intent. The party is in exile from the rest of the world for the time being, as they seek to hone their abilities and prepare themselves against the ultimate fight against the Ethereals. Having learned and rested already for a number of days, they start their second formal day of training with their teacher, who last spoke to them saying that they would learn how to lift rocks and kill gods. You all make your way through the Kraley town, this village that you've become acquainted with, again to the edge where you enter this amphitheater-like setting, these large stone blocks forming benches of sorts in semicircular you know, arrangements, ultimately facing this one where your teacher stands. He looks at you all and says, Now, who's first? Any volunteers? I'd be interested to see someone uh, who has not yet really practiced with intent go. I'm fine with that. Brynir will approach the instructor. Okay, what do I do? For the sake of your minds, how you see the world currently, it would be helpful, I think, to call what we're doing intent. Though, let us call it true intent. We spoke last about how essence is an illusion. Now, until your views are entirely changed, I cannot promise any kind of success. Though I will say this, there is no delineation of power or differentiation between one, perhaps school as they're labeled, or another. All forms of intent are the same. The very same force that you would use to levitate a pebble is the same that will bring a god to their knees. And the process for doing such is no different between the two. So, he takes out a little pebble, and he sets it on this uh, stone bench beside him. Brynir, is it? Yes. Lift the pebble without using your physical form. Brynir's gonna attempt to do that. All right, time to do our first true intent roll. Roll two D100s. Oh, dang. Two New mechanics. Uh That I'll never understand. I don't even know how regular (laughs) intent works. Okay. 95 and 96. That seems promising, maybe. Nothing (laughs) happens at all. Oh, man. Have you started yet, Brynir? You seem very concentrated. Obviously, I'm just, you know, giving some warm-ups. Yes, yes, of course. Make a second attempt by all means. Dominique is going to try to do it from, like, the back. You can roll two D100, Zaman. Sec, I gotta load up my die roller here. 18 and 53. Nothing happens. Let's just roll until we figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got a 30 and a 70. Wow, that was actually really nice. Nothing happens as Dominique attempts this. Mick is going to close his eyes and lift up his hand towards the pebble from where he's sitting. Mick rolled a 75 and an 88. Nothing happens. Drats. As everyone is giving themselves aneurysms trying to lift a pebble from uh, around this amphitheater, your teacher kind of just raises his arms and gives Brynir a pat and says, please, take a seat again. It will take some time. 
Is there perhaps some sort of technique we should be aware of? Nothing more than what I said before. You must change fundamentally how you view the world. And until you do such, you will impair yourselves of this ability to control it as you see fit. But again, perhaps another lesson is in order. I would ask, then, what is the difference, and anyone is free to answer at their own whim, what is the difference between yourselves and I? Or perhaps you and the stone upon which you sit, or the sand upon the beach and the sparrow that flies overhead. What separates us? I don't know that there is a meaningful difference between any of these things. What does that mean, a meaningful difference? Is there such a thing as a meaningless difference? Well, physically, we are not the same shape or size. We occupy different space, but ultimately we are composed of the same essence, are we not? Let's avoid the word essence, if we can. Material, then? I'm fine with that. Essence is this belief that there is a component outside these base components that make up all of us that somehow grants a select few power over the things of the world. This is the false belief that I spoke about yesterday. I purport, and those who follow my ways, my teachings, and the way which are the ways of the Kraley, of the natural world, that there is not such a compound. There is no essence, as I explained. We are all simply made of the same base materials. And it is that connection that drives a will I hate to use the word manipulate, but it is what you are ingrained with as users of intent, so I will use it for this sake and purpose. That allows you to manipulate those things that are not of yourself, but at the same time are. However, these base compounds, however they interact and entangle, there must be some kind of communication. And that is what we are trying to accomplish here. Simply speaking, between what makes us us and what makes a pebble a pebble, to where the pebble can become an extension of ourselves, and we an extension of the pebble, and in turn the earth from which it came. How does individual will factor into this? Inordinately. But... Equally, if not more important, is the will of the thing that is to be acted upon. That is why, when I speak, saying that it is not you who must want, for this power will not come to those who want it, it must be that which you manipulate, that which you command, that desires the change. That is what separates intent, as you use it, from true intent. In one, you are enforcing your will upon a thing. In the other, you are merely lifting that thing's will to serve a higher purpose. May I try to lift the pebble? Please, by all means. You are godborn, after all. Which, according to what we're learning here, 
really doesn't make me all that different from anyone else. Perhaps not, but perception is a powerful tool. Rolander's going to position himself more directly in front of where this pebble is, and now reaching out his hand, he's touching that part of him that's like the sanguine part of him now, where he cannot, you know, feel the blood essence within him and really focusing on the individual components of his blood, those slightly base components, really thinking about what this Kralian instructor has told him. And he's feeling for any sort of sense of anything in the rock that composes something similar to that. And he's going to try to, as the Kralian has said, impart or feel for something in this rock, this pebble, that would tell those parts to become one with him, namely the the bloodstream within himself, but as part of that, that it should come to him. And he's going to stretch out his hand and try to lift it. I will say, because of Rolandir's efforts, you can roll two sets. So roll one set of four, tell me the results, and then roll a second set of four. So how about your first two D100s? 146. Okay, and your second? And my second roll is a 33... And a seven. Nothing happens. All right. Well, Rolander kind of grunts a little bit and then takes a seat. It was a valiant effort. While all of this is going on, Vamok doesn't actually say anything, but he's like meditating and he's really trying to, I don't know, feel the cosmic juices, right? Just kind of almost like his tremor sense, right? Allows him to perceive the world, but on a higher level, right? He's just kind of breathing in the air. He's not trying to do anything yet, but he's just, like, trying to establish a connection with the world in general. To those on looking, it just looks like he's doing deep breathing exercises. Pretty much. And, like, a warrior two pose, though. He doesn't do it just sitting down. Moving through a good sun salutation. Yeah. Well, um, but it doesn't look like he's sleeping. His eyes are, like, open and blinking. It's one of the advantages of being blind. Yeah. <laughs> is that you don't have to keep you don't have your to, eyes You don't have to close your eyes to block out visual input. Try as I might to have some sort of connection with this, I honestly couldn't say I felt anything while doing it. Not, not even a tremor or tingle. Does anyone else wish to attempt this feat? Um, I, I will try, I suppose. Hmm, very well, Valmes. Try your hand at... True intent. And try not to slip into your old habits. <laughs> Rude. How dare you accuse <laughs> the wizard of magic. Okay. Val is going to visualize like the, I think, very common living thing that is bound to the ground desire to fly. Like everybody wants to experience flying and this sort of like innate want to do that. And just keep, not for himself, but just in general, keep that in mind as he attempts to make something fine. You can roll two sets as well. Okay. I have a 70 and a 36 for my first set. And for your second? 97 and 81. Nothing happens. Oh, man. As Val visualizes the rock's desire to take flight, opening an eye, (laughs) the pebble has not budged. (laughs) Is Vamok going to try something at this point after this connection he's has strived to establish? 
Nope, he's going to keep meditating. Why not an attempt from one who has no connection to essence, intent, or whatever notions have been drilled into here? And he looks at Mick. So kind of hearing this from the instructor, it kind of jolts uh, Mick out of his contemplation back to the present moment. And Mick, before responding to him, poses a question. Now I'm confused by the premise of this activity. You asked previous to us starting this little shindig, what differentiates us from you, me from the sparrow, me from this pebble? And you have already given us the answer, but you neglected to mention that here. And the answer to that is time. Am I right? Elaborate. Well, as you mentioned, some things have existed for longer, so therefore have greater knowledge of these things, or this material. How are we expected to learn this in such a quick amount of time relatively to your race learning it? I just don't understand. Though it is an interesting proposal, I did give you the answer. Simple as it was. Perhaps it was overshadowed by the other things I said. What separates us is, in fact, nothing. Time, though, that brings up an issue that uh, a, a concern that is not unheard of I think perhaps you might find yourself a bit more inclined to true intent as it were than anyone else in this company so please set aside your doubts for one moment and see if you can't make the pebble want to float Mick after hearing this will uh, similar to the fashion of the mock, will close his eyes and to start to contemplate about the pebble. But instead in his head of seeing a pebble, he sees it all as materially connected. The floor that the pebble is on, he on the seat of where he's sitting, and everything around him. At least he tries, he attempts to visualize this, to see this. You can make uh, two sets when you decide to roll. Mick, as he's contemplating about this, he thinks of that question that was posed to him of making the pebble want to levitate. And instead of thinking that, he thinks of him wanting to levitate. And I rolled a 92 of 56. And then on the second uh, set, 73 and a 19. Nothing happens as Mick attempts <laughs> but, um, <laughs> to enact this act. I think Mick is still going to, despite nothing happening, I think that Mick is still going to maintain concentration on that concept. Luna is actually going to step forward and she's like, I, I would like to attempt if no one else minds. Please, by all means. Luna stretches out her hand and nothing happens. And she curses under her breath a little and the your teacher shakes his head. He says, it is quite all right. I could feel in you, child, the desire to revert to means of power that are so easily at your fingertips. And I can commend a good number of you, at least, already for not succumbing to that whim. Please, there are two of you as of such who have made no attempt, at least uh, to my knowledge, Vermark. Dominique, would one of you wish to step forward and try your hand? 
Dominique is going to step forward and he, looking towards their cryptic teacher, says, So it is important that I understand its own intent to move? Correct. So he he's gonna he's gonna look deep, 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 deep inside. And he figures since it's him, it's probably easier to understand his intent than a rock's intent. And he's gonna try to see if he can make himself float by truly understanding why he wants to float. And uh, just an image of a uh, of a dwarf in a, in a T formation suddenly appears in his mind, and he feels his true calling and why he needs to take flight. So he's gonna go for it. And he got a ninety-one and a sixty-eight. The spirit of a T-posing dwarf overtakes Dominique. You remain firmly rooted on the ground. He slowly, he didn't quite have his arms all the way extended, but they're probably in like a little W, and he slowly tucks him back down. I suppose after Dominique's try, Vamak will come somewhat out of his deep breathing exercises, having rested on the thought that all things are branches of the same tree. He will then try to forego his own will right and have just have him and this rock just kind of coincide one and the same you may roll two sets 53 on the first one and 59 on the other one okay and now second set three and 64 the pebble jiggles and lifts barely off the stone and then clatters back down. Vamak pats himself on the back and uh, <laughs> Vamak, after producing like the tiniest result, will take a few deep breaths in, sit back down, go back to his meditating, try to get that that connection all is one. For the briefest moment while the pebble jiggled and lifted its half inch off of the stone, Perhaps it was there, perhaps it wasn't, but you almost felt like you saw something just at the edges of your vision, as if behind every tree there were a figure watching you, and peeking out from every rock there was something staring, and then it was gone in a flash. Your teacher claps, and he says, good job, very good. Again, I feel you as one who did not come from this land was merely grafted into it may have an advantage in these things though time will tell that will be all for today and looking up in the sky like it is not even noon you've been out here at most like 30 40 minutes may i ask a question before we adjourn please what is intent as i understand it if if what what is this power that I can or some of us can leverage in order to force our will upon the world. As I mentioned, perception is an invaluable tool, and when wielded correctly can produce, he gestures to the pebble, impossible results. Though it takes a craftsman to wield a tool correctly, and one as intricate and complex as intent true intent. It takes an artisan. What you do is a bastardized form of this same power, brute-forced by childish hands and childish minds. Oh yes, 
You can move mountains, perhaps. You sacrifice so much in the process. Not only of yourselves, both here and in the grand eternities, but the world itself. It is the same tool, though. It is merely a part of a tool. Imagine that you were tasked with striking a nail into a board, and you were given a hammer. You hold the hammer, but instead of hitting it with the head as you ought to, you pound in the nail with your knuckles. You still wield the hammer. You still have the tool. Perhaps you even accomplished the task. But there's something lost. This image that you bring up reminds me that I believe I have mentioned this before, but I have encountered a Kraley before. Interesting. There are a few of us that leave the island. Do you know of a place that, well, we call it the Amber, but is that familiar to you? It's a realm of greens, is it not? Yes. Then yes, I've heard of it. What about um, a sword and an anvil? Does that mean anything to you? No, my child. It does not. Has anyone gone missing and recently returned? I cannot say. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. I would implore you all to study the words that I've spoken yesterday and today, to speak with one another about these truths, coming to your own conclusions, and to continue to experiment with true intent, as I've described it. And we will reconvene the day after tomorrow. And he gives a curt bow, turns rather abruptly, and leaves. Uh, Before we move on, though, I do have to assign everyone a score for your... Yes. All right. So, like, y'all have intense scores, right? Somewhere on your character sheet. <laughs> yes. Some of us do, no. yes. Yeah, I have one of those. <laughs> everyone is going to get what's called here a range. So everyone gets, you can write this down on a character sheet or whatever you're keeping your notes on. Your true intent range for Val, Brynir, Dominique, and Luna... Your true intent range is eight. For Mick, Rolandir, and Vomak, your true intent range is ten. Noise. Sweet. After the Kraley guy turns around and leaves, and we're all just kind of sitting there for a couple moments with our thoughts, Rolandir stands and takes a look up at the sun, sees where it is, and looks back at the group. Well... I'm hungry. I'm going to head back and think about this. And he's just going to start walking. Luna will uh, kind of just shrug and be like, sounds like a good idea. And she'll head off to lunch, too. <sighs> well, I don't know that's as much to be gained staying here, so might as well eat and sink on a full stomach. Question, how big is this island? Sizable. Big enough to get lost and die. Okay, good. So Dominique is going to go into the get lost and die area of the island um, on purpose. Emma's already tired of this character. We just got the art, man. Dominique goes to the other side of the island and he hears... And he sees a park full of dinosaurs. What have you done? No, but he's going to examine i don't know he's gonna go out to a more feral place of the island with his trusty musket 
That's not a musket. Real uh, conquistador of you. Indeed. But yeah, that's a, he's, he's doing that. Can Val catch up to Luna and hold her hand while they walk back? That is appropriate, yes. Cats oh, out of the bag! <laughs> it's actually very inappropriate, but the, you can The still... cat's been out of the bag uh, pretty sincerely for a, a, a hot minute here. Yeah, at least yeah, for the whole yeah. day when you guys came out of your room. So, <laughs> from everybody. So, who follows Rolandir uh, and who does their own thing? Vamak is going to actually just stay where he is and he's going to keep meditating. Okay. Rainier is actually going to stay in the same spot, too. Hey, funny enough, Mick had his eyes closed this whole time, so <laughs> Mick is also going to stay where he is and continue to meditate and hopefully make things happen. All right. So Mick, Brynir, and Vamok remain in this amphitheater while Luna, Val, and Rolandir are able to head to the center of town where there's a lot of vendors out just basically giving out free food. And you're able to find some communal benches and take a seat and enjoy a simple meal. Luna kind of looks across the table. She's sitting next to Val. Looks across the table at Rolandir and says, kind of shifting her gaze between the two of you, what do you make of today? I I don't know. I, I can't help but say I'm a bit shocked that out of all of us, it was Vamok that was able to do anything. But perhaps... I don't know. Perhaps he was just using intent. Or perhaps even old world magic. She kind of nods at Rolandir. You've mentioned in the past you were able to do. It seems to me that our instructor would have been very aware if it had been something other than what he intended. <sighs> That's true. I, perhaps I just didn't want to think he could do it. <laughs> it is a little bit irritating. As much as I also don't like to admit it, it doesn't really surprise me that Vamok was successful. For as arrogant as he can be about his own power, there is truth to his own claims that he is a powerful being. He knows how to access things, and I think it's just in his nature to pick up on new ways, new sources of achieving that power. That being said, I think we all have our own merits in that regard as well, but I think it just perhaps comes to him a bit more naturally. I just can't help but feel that I know what has been told to us, that this is supposed to be stronger. This is supposed to be how the gods act or think or whatnot. And, uh, they're ethereals, I guess they're not however you want to see them. I don't know, though. I just, perhaps I'll still use intent as I know it, even after we leave. And perhaps in thinking that, I've already failed. It does seem a little underwhelming to not be able to move a pebble at all when you could literally do whatever else you wanted. That's what I'm still trying to wrap my head around as well. It has always been at least relayed to me, and what is the understanding amongst both scholars, among humans and kin, that intent is truly the way to bend anything to our will, but <laughs> I guess that is the difference. It's not bending it to our will, it's letting whatever it is we want to manipulate bend to its own will. I still don't quite understand that part. Yes, in that sense it seems to me more like the gods use our intent. And not true intent. I agree. I think even they have just a more practiced version of this lesser form. Well, maybe to use the analogy that our instructor used, if we're hitting the nail with our fists, perhaps the gods are still hitting with the hammer, but only the half to the handle and not the head. Perhaps. Either way, I think uh, we all have quite a bit of practicing ahead of us. 
I, he didn't exactly give us much to go off of and how we should practice. I'm, I'm used to specific, direct instructions, military drills, the such. But this is quite outside my realm of comfort. Perhaps you make it such, then. Whatever you decide to do, you, I don't know, quarter it off as such. Make it a military drill. Make it something rigid and structural. We seem to have a good deal of freedom here. Rolander kind of just furrows his brow a little bit, and like he's thinking, and gets a slight grin on his face. Perhaps. Although, maybe it's not focusing on the true nature of what we're doing. Perhaps it's better that it's something familiar to us, more than us actually understanding it. I do think we will have to each find our own access point. Yes. Whatever worked for Vermark, I doubt would work for any of us. <laughs> I agree with you there. In the, uh, forests of palm trees and bamboo shoots dominique kind of is just pushing through the underbrush till you come across a small clearing with a large uh, kind of gnarled log just in the middle birds flit overhead there's a good deal of sunlight and just chatter from different animals that you can't see ah he just uh tim is walking beside dominique but Dominique is, is kind of talking to Tim. He's just, is it really the only way I knew? No, you're, you're right. The best way would be to, to learn. But it's heresy. It's wrong. How? He's, he's just, he's overwhelmed. He's, he's stressed. He's confused, definitely confused. And he just says, again to Tim, clearly he's talking to himself. But again to Tim, he just says, do you think I could really do it? If it came to the moment, could I, could I do it? And he is going to look around for any animal that he could see that appears to be a game animal. Uh, roll survival. 13. Uh, kind of looking out, you don't see anything that strikes your eye immediately, but you do see some tracks near the edge of this clearing that you're at. With all the stealth he can muster, he is going to track behind... Uh, whatever animal this is. I'm not sure if these animals are similar. He's not really sure. You know, just, but it's kind of taking himself back to his earlier youth, about uh, 10 years old or so, when he accompanied his father on uh, boar hunts. And he, he tracks after whatever this animal may be. You push through these forests a little ways, perhaps for five or 10 minutes, going along this trail until you're... Not lost, per se, but the trail has mostly faded. There are signs at your feet of some sort of scuffle. The dirt is mucked up, the trees are a bit marred, the bamboo is shaken, and there's a stench in the air that's sickly and almost overpowering. In fact, make a wisdom saving throw. Ruh-roh, you really did wander into the part of the forest where you can die. Eighteen. You are able to keep your composure looking around and holding your nose, but with Tim at your side, your musket at the ready, you hear a rustling in the trees behind you and a large, low, menacing growl. 